B105. What's up? Thank you for downloading today's podcast. What a show. I loved Richard, the diver. Oh, wasn't he great? Yeah, Richard, Dr. Richard Harris. Yes. He is the Dick Australian the diver. diver who uh, loves cave diving mm-hmm. um, and is also an ethicist, saved all those kids over Sp- in Thailand. Spelunking. It's a fun word. Spelunking, is that what it mm. is? That what dive, cave diving. Is that the, the cave diving, spelunking. Why did they yes. never put that? Why does he just say cave diver? It was in the bio. He's a spelunker. But does he? He said it, all right. Yeah. He doesn't say he's a cave. Like he says, he's a cave diver. Well, when he's talking he to other cave divers, he'd be like, "Hey, we're all splunkers." <laughs> hey, Want to go splunking really? on the weekend? Spelunking. Spelunking. Mm, I would yeah. not. You could not pay me enough money to go spelunking. Yeah, be would you do scary. it, Maddie? Dunno. You don't have that desire though, because he obviously no. has that <laughs> desire of yeah. Sorry. <laughs> exploring and going out there. Yeah, it's freaky to think about. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. God. We'll I go see... straight back to the elevator in Vancouver. Mm. You you went skydiving for our cash drop. Yeah. And I, I don't think I could ever skydive. I know. When I'll I was younger, the funny maybe, one about but... that is skydiving I found easier than bungee jumping. See, I can't bungee jump. Yeah. So I've been skydiving about Three times, I think, mm-hmm. four times, yeah. and I could never bungee jump yeah. because you can see you the can ground. You can see the ground. When you're up in a plane, all... you can't see the ground. Yeah. It's like a little bit of a, like, are we going jumping You don't even know clouds? if you're falling, do you, no. until you go through clouds. It's yeah, very strange. Yeah, until they tap you on the shoulder and you put your arms out. Yeah. But they did give me the best tip ever. Mm. Just so you know, we're filming this, so smile. And I forgot the second one, and I realized why they do it. Because your cheeks go a little bit up. You look like Just a dog hanging out the window. Yeah, because yeah, then I, I thought I, I'd done the um, the skydive before for the show, and then I had to bungee jump for the show, and I was like, well, I'm skydived. It's going to be easy. No. It's best. And I stood there, and it's like it's on air, and it's like you have to go, and they go three, two, one, bungee, and my whole body went, nah. Do you know what the difference is, though, Sav? Mm. Is when you go skydiving, you're mm. with someone else. They're making the decisions. I mm. remember saying no, no, no just before, but mm. you're already on the side of the plane. The door's open. That's and a scary you've part. you've got your head back and mm. your arms crossed, so you don't have a choice. Yeah. But you had to force yourself to jump. Mm. Yeah. That would have been. Yeah. And once you were away. They're not allowed to push you either. No, no. But yeah. I did it. And, and once you do it, it's fine. But it's that instant. It your, your whole body says don't, you know, because you're just jumping off a ledge. Was yeah, it? I think it is scarier because it's like you said, it's. It's hard to judge when you're in the plane. And even when you're falling, you unless you've know. got something going past you, you don't actually know. And it feels, it feels like a little you're bit saying, magical because you're like, look at that tiny lounge down there. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Was cord. it fun to bungee jump? Once, I th- yeah, once I got, I did it three times during the, the duration of the show. Yeah, I think so. And I actually found, they say it's harder, but I found it easier when you stood there with your back to it and just fell like that. <gasps> did you do that? Because you didn't, you couldn't see. It took away that <gasps> part of it, but you just had to, like, yeah. I've seen oh. some of the New Zealand ones, if people can't, uh, get themselves to jump because they're not allowed to push you. Mm. Um, they sit you on a chair, so they strap a chair to you, mm. and that way they just put the chair on the edge and they just lower down the chair and let it go. Ah. Because, um, like, like pe- people will sit on a chair oh. on the on the edge of the and platform, they drop you on the chair, and then they just sort of so like they're yep. them holding the leverage of the thing, so then they can just lower you off and let you go. Mm. And that's why you'll notice sometimes if people can't jump. They actually, it, you think they're pushing you, but they don't. They're just sort of like brushing your back, uh, and because you think they're pushing, mm. just so you know, know, in uh, in Indonesia, mm. they can oh, push they you. kick you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over there. Yeah. If you yeah. don't get up, they lift you up and yeah. chuck you over. My mates went in um, Bali, yeah. and um, <laughs> they would, you get up the top, and he gives you a shot of tequila, and then he has a shot of tequila, and you're like, well, how many? And then um, they the rope was just a little bit too short, so they both they went one after the other. They smacked their faces <gasps> into the um, pool, into the water, no. and they both came up with two black eyes. <gasps> yeah. 
Yeah, good times. No, you don't sue over there. No, um, when we, last we were in Bali and Scotty had organised like for us to go um, whitewater rafting, mm. so you got to go up the top, right? And if you want, you can walk this whole long way or you can just pay a little bit extra and get the zip line. Mm. He's like, we'll just do the zip line. So as you go on the zip line and you get to the end, <laughs> you didn't realise, the guy is holding it and doing the brakes at the end, but you can't see him because he's behind a bush and you can't see huh? it until you, you get on the other end. Yeah. And then when you get there, you're like, what the hell? Anyway, but he does literally just put it all down and goes and get a cigarette and you yeah. just hear, uh, 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 and they go, hey, and you're like, what the fuck? It's crazy. Wow, Good times. Yeah. All right, here's today's podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Love's like the scariest thing in the world. I would love to get down on one knee at the end. The new Bachelor season is on air, and Lockie, who's from uh, Australian Survivor, is trying to find love. A lot of his exes aren't happy, um, but he's come out and said, "No, they're just they're just bitter. They should move on." Yeah, they All need all of them. Get over it. Yeah, saying it, the same thing should move on. Are you saying that the fact that he's the common denominator <laughs> that he might be the one to blame? Or they they really were heartbroken. He said, she said, a lot of the girls said that he ghosted them. Oh, so okay. there was no answer. So of course you ghost someone, they go a little bit. <sighs> I just pick crazies. I don't know how I'm attracted. They, they, you know, they're attracted to me. I don't, I don't make them crazy. <laughs> they were already crazy before I found them, but still wanted to go there. Hey, uh, but there is someone who we all know that went on on Thursday night. She came in um, later because, of course, it started on Wednesday, and they do a bit of a photo shoot. Remember, it's mm-hmm. the first, um, the, the first round, and there's always a girl that's a bit jealous. But there was one girl that, after they've done the photos, was walking in. She had a wedding dress on. Oh yes. They weren't happy, and they were like, well, she's just here for the photo. Maybe she's just a prop, but she's gorgeous girl. She's got blonde hair, beautiful body, beautiful face, just everything about it. That the doesn't sound like The Bachelor. They don't usually get beautiful <laughs> blonde-haired women on me. Uh, but it's a bit of an intrude, uh, and they were told, look, she's just not here for the photo. She's actually going to be staying in the mansion. This was it. This girl wearing a bloody wedding dress. This woman is joining you in the race for Lockie's heart. What? I'm Caitlin. I'm 26 years old and I'm from the Gold Coast. I am here for Lockie. I know who this guy is and if I want something, I'll just go and get it. Sometimes you do have to step on a few toes, but I'm ready for it. Sometimes you got to what? Step on a few toes, but I'm ready for it. I thought you said stub one of your toes. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you got to stub some of your toes. Do that thing where you try not to sweat. <laughs> Weird analogy. Yeah. But we had her in the studio, and this was many years ago, maybe about three years ago, and we did a, a segment called Baggage, where everyone has baggage, and you've got to name something about yourself that people might not like, like maybe you lived at home. Mm, yeah. And we had her in, and we had three guys call up and see if she could pick. And this is why I'm so happy that she's on The Bachelor, because you know when someone says what they're like, and then they stick to it? Yes. That's her. Okay. This is really How long have you been single? Oh, look, it's been quite a while now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I like it that way, though. Right. Well, okay, then, then, thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> you are picky, are you? I'm very, very picky. <laughs> so we've got Ryan, <laughs> who doesn't have a license. Gareth, who's taking uh, some time off work for self-enlightenment but doesn't <clears throat> have a dollar to his name. And Nathan in Boondle, who's just waiting for the right lady to... A 32-year-old virgin. Yeah. Yes. So they're my options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. 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 If you had no. so hang on, no. you, hang on. No so you way. don't want to pick any of them. She said she was picky it's, at the start. Seriously, no. 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 Not even one? No. No. Nah. 
Because if someone doesn't have their license, Sorry, that's just no, that's not fine. I think you're completely so- in your own. <laughs> do you remember her now? Yes, I do remember her. <laughs> and you were like, no, just pick one. I was like, no, that's not how this game works, lady. <laughs> That's what uh, I love about her. I don't think she's gonna. I don't think she's gonna be a wallflower during this. Will Will season. she though? Imagine she gets all the way to the end. Yeah. Imagine she goes she to Lockie and yeah. goes nah. Yeah. yeah. Will she nah. get the scrutiny? Will Lisa Wilkinson do an expose ah. on the project like she did with Nick Cummins? As long as she's consistent. Because that was a problem with Nick Cummins, is because they edited out and she, he's like declaring his love and yeah. passing two girls before that people were yeah. expecting him to, to mm. find love. Mm. But if she doesn't kiss him the whole time and he still picks her nah. and then she goes, yeah, nah. No, but you said, no, you can't because she knows it's not like we presented her with those three people. She knows him. So she would have to like walk yeah. in and go, oh, no, nah, I'm out now. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. that guy yeah. from Survivor, done. I don't think I was into the season until she came in. No. Oh. So you know what, I'm, I'm interested at the end because I've noticed in the promos he's crying saying, I'm in love with two Both women, I'm in love with, how do I pick? Mm. And it makes me think, can you truly be in love with two people at the same time, you know? Yeah. Like different qualities about them. Yeah. Yeah, but you always but, feel like deep down you could pick. But And that's the thing, the girl he does pick, is mm. she going to be like, but, oh, but you're but in you love with her. her. Was I just the best of, like, <laughs> what was it about me? So he's picked one girl, watched it with the one that he uh, picked, and she's gone, yeah, nah, I'll yeah. be watching that. No. <laughs> you're not watching that show with your partner, though. Uh, well, looking forward to when we get her, when she, if she leaves, mm. we'll get to chat to her. Mm. So that's going to be we fun. We should get the boys back. Oh, yes, do it again. Yeah, yeah, they changed like, their mind. Nah, you've been on that show. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Things you can say would say in bed. What can you say in the bedroom? And another scenario today is the Ecker. Makes perfect sense. Because sometimes you're like, hey, that's funny. <laughs> we uh, got lucky. They moved the Ecker holiday. To a long weekend. I wonder if that'll become the new normal for the economy. I don't think you can take that away. Once you put a Friday public holiday, what I'm saying is I'm keeping it. Ah. I did say, here's a drink to Anastasia. Well done. Oh, I did. And also the mayor, he put it forward. I'd never screamed Anastasia's name so loud before. That's not Uh true. (laughs) John and Forest Lake, what can you say in the bedroom and at the Ecker? I accidentally gagged on a dog with dog. Oh, yeah. Trying to put too much in. Yeah. yeah. Do you take it all the way to the source on your first bite? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to breathe through your nose, John. Is that, Vicky, the, is that the trick? In is Redland it? Bay. Is that the trick? <laughs> I'll have to remember that. <laughs> you, well, you eat a lot. You should know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Vicky, in Redland Bay, what can you say in the bedroom and at the Ecker? Can we go again? Ah, oh, yes. yes. One yeah. ride's never enough. Yeah. yeah. Not for Vicky. No. Nah. <laughs> Do you have any more tickets, though, Vicky? Mm. Yeah. Uh, 13, 10, 60, don't be shy, Brisbane. Just shaking off the weekend, what can you say in the bedroom and at the Echo? Mitch and Red Bank Plains. Yeah. What can you say in those <laughs> scenarios? <laughs> That was good. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think he, was, he was really just getting yeah. into character. Yeah. 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 Having said that, you can just say, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daryl, in both of Oh, yeah, oh, go oh, right wow. into it. Wow. Wow. Oh. No, sweet talk. Uh, what, what can you say, Daryl? Um, I didn't buy a ticket for that. Uh, yeah, I did buy a ticket. Didn't buy it. Didn't buy tickets. Are you, are you punching tickets, though, in the, in the bedroom? Double checking? You need to see that you've, like you've uh, got tickets on yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fine. some people do. Yeah, 
Here's Ch- a ticket for you. Guy <laughs> <laughs> in Regent's Park. What can you say in the bedroom and at the Echo? That was a great show, baby. Yeah. yeah. You always say that when you're leaving. Show. You're exhausted great but show. happy. Mm-hmm. Is that poo I smell? Whoa. Wow. Hey, 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 hey. What? The Echo has lots of farm animals. Yeah, but you don't joke about that because you've got issues with that. What? Uh, Dylan. Yeah. Dylan. What can you say in both scenarios? I wonder how many balls I can put in this round mouth. Ah, yeah. yeah. Nice one. Good on Good you, one. buddy. Good on you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stav, Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Brisbane's B105. Every week we are committed to putting up $100,000 for Alpha Bucks. You can win ten grand at 7 and 8 every single day. Don't forget, 30 minutes before each game, answers get given away. So make sure you have your radio on as long as you can in the morning. One person who needs the money because they're planning on getting married is from Zilmia Anastasia. Good morning. How are you? When is your wedding date? Had you said it? Yeah, it's the 1st of October next year. All right. I relax when I hear next year. (laughs) I relax when I hear next year. Weddings this year. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I'm so glad that hopefully we'll be all right by then. Hopefully. Well, you know how this works. You get $50 for each croaked answer. You can't repeat the same answer. And if you really stuff, say pass. Yep. And your letter this morning is L for Lady Gaga. Okay. All right, Anastasia, let's get you married. Your time will start when I finish the first question, which is, name a fruit. Lychee. Name something you find in your bathroom. Uh, Luther. Name a savoury dish. Um, lent- uh, pass. Name a clothing brand. Um, pass. <laughs> name a mode of transport. Um, oh, pass. <laughs> name a sport. Um, lacrosse. Name something people like the sound of. Um, lo- uh, lullabies. <laughs> Name uh, something you find in the office. A laptop. Woo! Right on the buzzer. Two fifty, Anastasia. $250. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Uh, the savoury dish threw you. I thought you were going to say lentils, which you could have. Uh, I was going to say lentils, but I don't know if that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's not real food, she's thinking. Lentils. <laughs> Lentil lasagna, you could make. Um, a clothing <laughs> brand, you could have uh, Levi, Motor Transport, Limo, and the others oh, you want, yeah. which means $250. Well done. Sweet, thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. This is a true story. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. I think this could be real. Okay. 131060, we tell a story, and it's always those stories that a friend of a friend has told you, but no one actually knows the true source. And then you realise that someone else in the group has heard another version of a friend of a friend. You realise, well, it's just a folklore. Mm-hmm. So this is why we want to test it. If no one can finish this story, it must be true, because not many people would have heard a different version. The golden rule is, if no one rings and finishes it now, no matter what, uh-huh. under any circumstance, we never, ever again question it. It's fact. It is a factual story. Mm-hmm. So speak now or forever hold your peace. Uh-huh. Okay. So it starts off that there was a census in Australia, which they do do. Yeah. You know how they do it every... Is it four years? Four years. Every four years. Uh-huh. So they do it. And when they were working out the stats um, in Canberra, because that's where they do it all, they found that there was a little town just north of Sydney where the birth rate was three times the average for the rest of Australia. And it was a bit unusual. So they said, you know what? We have to actually send someone there to investigate. 
All right, got to do a head count. All right, line up the whole town, get no, one of those no, no. clicky it's just things. Like, what's yeah. going click, on? Click, How click, can click, the birth click. rate be three times as much? Yeah. So they sent someone there to investigate. Okay. Thirteen ten sixty. If you know how this story has gone, I have maybe not you've heard, heard this your one. own version, and no. if you haven't, then I get to tell you the true story in full. Did they not have any televisions? Oh, spoiler! No, that's not it. No. Thank God. Nah, every town's got a JV hi-fi. Like, you can multitask still. I never understand that comment. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you can do both at the same time. It's, ads. it's ah. upsetting, though, if someone's watching television while that's going on. Depends it's what you're watching. Yeah, well, that's true. But yeah. if, you know, if you're doing your thang and a noob pops up on my, my kitchen Maybe rules. that's your thing. <laughs> you're like, well, exactly, that's why it's uh. upsetting. Oh, no one's calling. Okay, yeah, all right. So there was a census in Australia when uh, they were looking at the stats. They realised that there was a little town just north of Sydney where the birth rate was three times the average amount. Okay. So they sent someone there to investigate. We'll give you uh, we'll give you an ad break and a song to call through. Thirteen ten sixty. It's never happened before. No. Never have we done a folklore, and it's actually been true. Wow. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. This is a true story. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. This is amazing because mm. normally we will tell our stories that people have submitted as well. Mm. They've said, hey, I heard a friend of a friend tell this, or this is a bit of a family story that we tell past them from the grandparents. See if we can uh, determine if it's real or not. Because mm-hmm. if everyone calls up, then we know that it's sort of made up. Yeah, but uh, this has never happened in the history of this segment, and it's been on the air for weeks now. So would you like to? Uh, <laughs> would you like me to tell you a true story? Yes, it's tell us this true, true yeah. fact. True. All right. With a fact. No one called. I like usually if they're slow on the phone, someone rings and we're like, ah, it yeah. is fake. But can this. You make, can you make me a little? No, no, when you got to when you tell it, then I'm going to play you. Then the, you didn't do it at the end. Yeah, yeah. All right, because this is a true story, guys. Yeah, it must be. Someone yes. sent it in, and they're like, oh, okay. And we never question this again because no, you didn't no, no. ring, so we're never questioning it again. No. All right. So uh, there was a census in Australia, and when they're working out the statistics in Canberra, they found that there was a little town just north of Sydney where the birth rate was three times the average for the rest of Australia. Uh-oh. So that was so unusual Uh-oh. that what they did is they set what. They got- sent a bloke out to investigate because they're like, wait a minute, we want to make sure that it filled it out right. We got a call. Oh. No, nah, I'm going to persevere. <laughs> and, uh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hang wait. tight. Hang tight. There's one caller on the line. Maybe it's the bit. guy. Maybe it's the guy that went to the small country town. No, this is a true story. Oh, oh so, no, we're getting waved away by the producer. They no, don't know. They don't know. <laughs> You're okay. still in the clear. So when this guy got there to investigate, right, um, he realised that it was absolutely true. He said when he got there, there was just kids everywhere. Right. Like, just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they even had, um, at the local school, they had temporary classrooms. You know, when they, Because there were so many kids. Yeah, they would have those little the, like, like shipping sheds. containers yeah. and they were there. Yeah. Dongers. Yeah. Donger. So the guy was no, absolutely... if they had dongers, they wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> he was stumped. Like, everything seemed normal about it, so he just couldn't figure out why it was three times as much. Mm-hmm. Not, no one's calling. This is fun. All right. So after a few days of not being out of sleep, he realised it had something to do with the train line. Mm. So the town was on a main railway line and there was a train that used to go through there every morning at about 4.30 in the morning Yeah. and wake him up. So then he realised that the rumour had it when he was asking people that the birth rate was so high because the train was waking people up every morning at 4.30. I didn't have to go to work. <laughs> well, we're awake. We got time to kill. So that's what they realised. It was kind of like a wake up. Wow! Cool for everyone. Well, that's... now Siobhan, our producer, doesn't believe it because she's like, "Why couldn't they take a sleeping tablet?" And I was like, "Yeah, but if you had time to kill, 
Yeah. Well, Gosh. I mean, houses on train lines have just gone through the roof in value. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. you see, true story. Well, I mean, if, if I hadn't, yeah, well, I'm not questioning it. Abby? Never again will we question this story. True story. I can't find the town, but when I do... Great story. Great story, Abby. Yeah, thanks. Wow. You can tell that at a party if you want. Yes, you can. <laughs> Happened to a friend of a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Maddie, I know Abby's uh, thoughts on this one, but I've just sent you a picture and I'm going to get you to open it in a minute. Um, my wife put something on Facebook that has caused quite a stir. Uh, for for her, she got a lot of comments on it. It's the most uncomfortable photo I've ever seen. I just wrote on it, wrong. That is so wrong. I, I feel, I actually feel hurt by it. Well, did she, did she get something? So, it, it, look at the photo. Look it the hurts photo. your heart. It hurts your common sense. And you just, anytime that Stab's ever complained <laughs> about a household at home, no more. So I did what I thought was the right thing. And I stacked the dishwasher. I cleaned the kitchen. I cleaned the kitchen. Stacked the dishwasher. You, my friend, are a hero. Thank you. Look at the picture. And she has complained about... Is this the first time you've ever stacked the dishwasher? No, I stack it all the time. So he has stacked the dishwasher in the most (laughs) incorrect way. You have thrown it in. There is no efficiency. Those plates are not getting clean. It's done. You've got no order in it. But it's It's done. It's the most uncomfortable photo to see someone stack a dishwasher. They're not in the kitchen anymore. This was at work. Yes. Nikki. Yes. Our our, our boss here. Should be happy that all the dishes are in the dishwasher. The dishes are done. Stab. You take over. You have taken the cutlery, which I think is probably for Rory. It looks like children's cutlery. That's mine, yep. Uh, well, your cutlery then, yeah, yeah. with the pink handles. Mm. Um, and they're usually blunter for safety. Mm. They're turned downward, mm. and then the, the sharp knife one. that no. you could carve off, like a beast with, is turned upward as if to say, reach in here. It's done. Maddie. It doesn't. No, but you've done it no. wrong, though, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, and Matt. I'm used to yelling it's at you. Staff. Sorry. It's the same. I get the same thing when I hang out the washing. Apparently, I don't hang out the washing right. The washing is out. Do you know, just. Can we put that up on the the B105? Instagram? It all got cleaned. I checked that shiv. She's put it up on the. It's not getting cleaned. It all clean, got though. cleaned. It all got cleaned, and it's done. Why are you so upset about because being I so did... wrong? <laughs> I'm not wrong. I did something good. But is that how? Because no, is that how you do stuff around the home? Because I'm sorry, sorry. I need to apologise. Can we call Kat? Because I'm so upset for her. The stuff that she obviously needs to deal with. What do you mean? The kitchen was clean. Are you I still looking at it? The dishwasher. Hey, the upside to this is mm. if she hates the way you stack it, you don't have to stack it no more. But have That's you what done I think. it deliberately? Crack it, crack the sheets, and be like, nah, fine. Do it your way if you But you've got about two it. plates right next to each other that can't get water in between it. Do you know? But it's done. <laughs> Um, hey, look, I get it, man. But, like, the thing is... They all got cleaned. Would you ever stack it like that, Manny? No, I wouldn't. And I want to support you because you're my man, right? Yeah. But I would yell at Ethan for doing that. Yeah, that's a kid's that's, that's, that's It looks like... Even some of the comments were, I'm so sorry, did Rory stack this? Read some of the other ones where they go, but they're all off the... Chaos should not be applied to the kitchen utensils. Time for an intervention. Uh-huh. You can see the picture on our Instagram. Kat, um, I, uh, uh, Kat joins us, your wife now. Oh, my God, Kat, I'm if, so sorry. If you want, he can sleep at my house for a couple of nights while you work through the divorce. <laughs> 
Thank you. That's very kind. Is this something you have to deal with often? Because I looked at that photo and I thought Stav, like Stav always says that he's the man, he helps out, he does also blah, blah, blah. But obviously he doesn't because he's just throwing it in and not even trying. Uh, no, he does help out. He It's it's a very strange thing because he's actually usually neater than I am by a fair bit. But there's just a blind spot with the dishwasher where he needs to put things in in the least Effective uh, way. Effective way. Did they get cleaned? Well, no. They, there's often return chance, babe, because yeah. stuff's upside down. Yeah. yeah. Well, would Rory do a better job? Because I think I'd put my money on her. Oh, yeah. Rory can stack a dishwasher. I can't stop staring at it, hey, because it's like the cups are down the bottom. There's no... Yeah, the cups on yeah. the bottom I have an issue with. Especially like they're good. There's a spray they're... on the bottom. There's a thing on the bottom as well. Top and bottom. What they about the clothing? Does he do the oh clothing like this normally? Like when he hangs out the washing? Uh, oh, he's terrible at hanging out washing, but he does hang it out. Yeah. So there's that. So he should. Half of it's his. <laughs> and any no, other not, any yeah. other gripes you want to share, Kat? This is the I'm form. sorry. I yeah, feel yeah. like we've yeah, never given you sympathy yeah. for what you yeah. have to deal with. All right. Well, there, there we go. Someone's uh, not going to Oh, no, guys. <laughs> okay, you guys can't see this. Maybe if you're live streaming, you can. You can tell when Stav's gotten really angry because he, he pours himself a glass of water. <laughs> he's just picked oh. up his jug. He's poured oh, his no. water and taken a sip. Mm. Is water? What's that? I'm <laughs> sure it's water. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Thanks. Wasn't when he was stacking that dishwasher, that's for sure. <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. A cave diving rescue mission unlike the world has ever seen. Twelve boys and their soccer coach trapped deep inside a cave in northern Thailand. A race against time and rising floodwaters and a crazy, brave plan to get them out. Yeah, it was one of the most amazing stories that uh, captured the entire world. Well, everyone was, I guess, holding, I shouldn't say holding their breath, but we were, we were just waiting for them to be able to get out and finding out how they could, and it drew uh, attention from all over the world. And one of the cave divers and anaesthetists, Dr. Richard Harris, has got a new book out. It's called Against All Odds. Morning. Morning, Abby. How are you? When this all happened and we had learned that there was a, an anaesthetist from Adelaide, who also happens to be a very experienced cave diver, I was like, well, that's a coincidence. <laughs> that's how, a unicorn, my friend. I mean, how many cave divers are there that are also anaesthetists? You must have had some reach out. Well, I do know a few. I guess being being both, I um, keep my eye out for other people who have that same interest. And I and I actually work with a couple of people in Adelaide who, who are anaesthetists and also do a bit of cave diving. Uh, but worldwide, I think the people who you know, are at the level of cave diving and have this interest also in cave rescue work. There's probably only two or three that I can think of. Did you get into diving before? Like, which yeah, one came I, first? Oh, well, definitely diving. I started diving when I was a, a you know, 13, 14-year-old boy and um, started cave diving while I was at university in the mid-'80s. Uh, so that all, all came before being an anaesthetist. Right. So what you essentially did is you uh, administered drugs to these boys and you mm-hmm. took them underwater whilst they were unconscious. Correct. Why, and I'm sure a lot of this is in the book, why was that the best course of action? Why wasn't it to try and teach them to dive? Yeah, of course, all those options were very carefully considered and, and what we did was the very last resort because it seemed so dangerous and, and it was so dangerous. But once we'd once I'd actually dived the cave because the British there were some British guys who'd been there for a good week or so and they'd 
you know, experienced the conditions in the cave and had come to the conclusion that it wasn't possible to get these kids out while they were conscious, just because the cave was so so difficult, you know, zero visibility, coffee-coloured water, mm. very tight, restrictive areas, <clears throat> and about a three-hour transit through the cave. So the chances of a non-diver surviving that without panicking and killing them, not just themselves, but also the rescue diver, were very high. And I was kind of sceptical about that, but once I dived the cave for myself, I realised that they were absolutely correct, and this was sadly the only option. Wow. It's an incredible story, and I remember um, straight after it happened, wasn't it option to be a Hollywood movie? There was talk about them like going into quick, pretty quick production with it. Have you heard anything about that? Well, all those all those things are still continuing, right. and um, so nothing's really been completely finalised. It looks like there is uh, definitely an MGM production being directed by Ron Howard, and Netflix are also talking about uh, doing a series as well. Uh, but at this stage, Craig Challen, uh, the other diver who was with me and myself, haven't um, sort of aligned with ourselves with either of those projects, but right. we'll, we'll see what will happen. Who's going to play you? Well, that's a good question. Someone ruggedly good-looking, obviously. Yes. Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was like. You, you have to do that. Um, I, I think we've all um, had operations here in this room, and you, you have an anaesthetist there in the operating room, and you go through with them, and they've got all the equipment. You know, they've got the oxygen mask and everything. Mm. When someone is um, is put to sleep, was there anything else that had to be administered? Like, would they just then normal breathing? Because doesn't your breathing change when you're asleep? Yeah, I mean, I administered a very different type of anaesthetic to what you would receive for an operation in a hospital. And, um, you know, it had to be very simple, very safe uh, as much as possible. And also very straightforward because, remember, I couldn't actually escort the boys out myself all that way because otherwise we'd only get one or two boys out every day. So I had to train the British divers how to... Um, look after the boys while they're unconscious and also re-administer the top-ups, uh, the wow. injections of anaesthetic wow. every 45 minutes or so. So it had to be something that those guys could do. And so basically it was just a jab in the leg and um, using a very forgiving technique that I've used quite a lot when I worked for a couple of years in Vanuatu as an Aussie anaesthetist. And, um, yeah, it's an anaesthetic that's used a lot in third world and, and sort of austere environments. So uh, it turned out to be the right choice. You would have, in, in your career um, as an anaesthetist, seen some pretty funny stuff. I, I had a, a ankle surgery. I'd have two of them back-to-back -back a couple of years ago, and I got the same anaesthetist the second time, and he was ecstatic to see me because I didn't realise when I was off chops I was saying some pretty fun things <laughs> that he enjoyed. Uh, well, anaesthetists can be a bit cruel because if we sort of put you to sleep very, very slowly and just trick all the drugs in, you can actually get people to say some pretty funny things. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and strangely, strangly enough, young men are the worst or the funniest really? from our point of view. Yeah, they, they're hilarious. Do they do a lot of um, declaring love to you and stuff like that? Uh, not the young men so much. But, no, right, um, okay. yeah. what, what do they say? Do they admit, like, admit things? Or? Oh, they just, you, they're just having so much fun with the drugs. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not to be encouraged. But no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a serious small thing. Th small yeah. things amuse the doctors, you know. Mm. Apparently, the words he told me I said was, this is awesome, bro. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it. I've yep. heard that. Yeah, <laughs> um, right now we are chatting to Dr. Harris. He is the anaesthetist cave diver who saved those young men in the um, Thai caves uh, a couple of years ago. When we come back, we're going to hear from him about the discussions around the possible loss of life, and it's an amazing story. He'll share that with us next. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. A cave diving rescue mission unlike the world has ever seen. Twelve boys and their soccer coach trapped deep inside a cave in northern Thailand. A race against time and rising floodwaters and a crazy, brave plan to get them out. And one of the heroes, Australian Richard Harris, who was the anaesthetist and cave diver who helped save those young men, is on with us right now. And so, Richard, do you still keep up with the boys? Look, a little bit. I mean, there's obviously a language barrier there, but I've made friends with most of them on Facebook. And so whilst we don't really know what each other are saying, we just flick each other a hello from time to time, which is nice. It was really interesting seeing so many countries um, come together as well. Was it interesting to have, I guess, different skills? You said that from the British divers and all that? Oh, it was an amazing cooperative um, operation. You know, there were, as you say, many, many different countries involved. And even from Thailand, you know, I mean, obviously thousands of Thai people involved, but within the Thai community, all the different branches of the military, all these different rescue authorities and all, and thousands of volunteers. Apparently there were nearly 10,000 people in or around that mountain wow. by the time it finished. Wow. So it was an incredible sense of community uh, on the site. It was It was extraordinary. Because we already knew how serious it was and how dangerous it was, but sadly there was a, uh, a, a Thai diver who was very experienced who lost his life um, throughout the operation. Was that right? Yeah, he drowned in the cave the morning that Craig and I arrived. So, um, you know, we arrived to a scene that was pretty pretty sad and, and a heavy sort of sense of, of loss over the whole site there. But anyone, everyone just had to sort of... Uh, pick themselves up and, and crack on the next day because time was at such a premium. You know, we were given this forecast that we only had about three days before the monsoons would return and when that happened, the cave would be closed. We wouldn't get back in for three months. So really it was against working against the clock. Amazingly, they all got out and they all made a recovery. Did you have enough time to think about if this doesn't work? Uh, I did. In fact, I was 100% sure in my own mind that it wasn't going to work because I guess I was the one who had the most information about the risks, uh, about what we were proposing, which is why I was so reluctant to go down uh, the path of using the anaesthesia plan. And um, I was completely pessimistic that we were going to basically start with live boys at the start of the day and end up bringing out the bodies of these boys. And you might ask, well, why would you even consider you know, embarking on the plan if you were so sure it wouldn't work. Mm. And the reason was that the alternatives to me seemed even worse, that if we didn't give this a go, then we were committing these kids to basically dying in that cave, sitting on this patch of mud uh, from exposure or infection or starvation, which was going to take weeks. Mm. So I couldn't walk away from that. And I thought, well, at least if they die with my plan, they're going to be asleep when it happens. So... Yeah, you know, it's pretty poor basis for a plan, but um, that's the way I justified it in my mind. Wow, which makes perfect sense, you know. And and, and I mean, this is the the thing is, it was perfect. Mm. Like you know, you you saying here, you didn't think it was going to work at all, but it was the perfect plan, and and a, everyone is now going to grow to see their family. Yeah, I mean, the rewards for everyone, especially us, were extraordinary. So uh, very proud to have been a part of it. 
And now you get Brad Pitt to play you in a movie. It's win-win. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine you telling your family that news? Uh, You said they've cast it. Uh, Brad Pitt's it. It's Brad. (laughs) We knew this was going to happen, guys. It's Brad. There's never going to be a romance, though. uh, There was no time for romance over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Worldwide hero, though, to the rest of your family. Did things change when you came home? No, no, just the normal, just just dad and husband and and whatever at home. Nothing's changed. No respect. (laughs) Respect. (laughs) Because were you on holiday when they called you to do this? I was about to head off the next morning. um, And um, so on the Thursday lunchtime, we got this call and we were on a plane at 6pm that night. So my car was packed and same for Craig over in Perth. He was... Uh, similarly packed, and we were going to meet on the Nullarbor plane for uh, about 10 days cave diving. So I um, had to quickly drag some gear out of the car and put it in a bag and get going. Um, I mean, look, you've done some amazing things with diving, um, and I am on a mission to dig up all the treasures at the bottom of the Brisbane River. I, I, oh, I, yes. I suspect there was a $50 note that floated into a crab pot a couple of weeks ago, and I suspect <laughs> that there's a, a half-open bag of cash somewhere at the bottom of the river. Meanwhile, we think... Yeah, well, we just thought someone t- took a crab and gave the money. But um, if you could indulge his fantasies, do you right, think that there sure. possibly could be money thrown into the Brisbane River and it's there to be rescued? There's no question in my mind it's there. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Australia's <laughs> biggest hero, <laughs> one of the smartest men in the world, he's pulled that off, and now he is saying we should go forth and try and get the cat. He also thinks Brad Pitt should play him in a movie. <laughs> and I agree with him wholeheartedly. I've got a photo of Dr. Harris in front of me right now. If you're, if you're ever not busy on a weekend, I'm still trying to get the troops together to find someone who can who has the skills, who can check the bottom of the Brisbane River for me. Um, well, if I'm ever allowed to come to Brisbane again, I'll be the first one in line. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. He's right. allowed to. He's from Adelaide. He's, he's no, we're to. very safe down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. What are you doing on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> I'm there for you. I'm yeah, good. Uh, Against All Odds is the book, mate. An absolute pleasure to, uh, to speak with you. Thanks for calling through this morning. Thanks, guys. See ya. Good on you. There he is, Thank Dr. You. Richard Harris. Um, he saved that uh, soccer team over in the Thai Caves. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks, we're playing tomorrow, 7 and 8 a.m. Uh, your chance to win $10,000 each time. Here are some of your answers. D for Disney and J for Jacket. Stab Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Brisbane's B105. $100,000. Yes, that is how much we've committed to give away weekly. All you've got to do is take a $10,000 slice when we play 7 and 8 a.m. every single day. Let's get it on. All right, we're getting it on with Angela from Manly West. Morning, Angela. Oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. $10,000. What are you going to do? Um, uh, I have a little seven-month-old, and because of COVID, we haven't actually been able to meet his family over in New Zealand. So as soon as the borders open up, we'll go on a really nice long holiday. Lovely. All right. Well, we hope we can get you home to NZ. You know how this works. You're going to have 30 seconds on the clock. Uh, You're going to get a letter from Abby. Every answer has to start with that letter. Say pass if you don't know to give yourself as much time. And you get $50 per question you get right. So you're going to get some cash, okay? Thank you so much. Okay. Letter is E for extra. That's so extra. All right. Here we go. (sighs) Name an iconic Brisbane landmark. Uh, pass. Name a food item. Eggplant. Name a clothing brand. Um, pass. Name an Olympic sport. 
Uh, a question. Name an adjective. Um, extra. Name a shop in Westfield. Um, oh, pass. Name a comedian. Ellen DeGeneres. Name an R&B artist. Eminem. Name a Disney character. Um, Ooh. Elsa was after the buzzer, but it was correct. It was correct, but you got oh. 250 bucks. Oh, awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome. I'll go through the couple that you passed on. An iconic Brisbane landmark, you could have had um, Eat Street Markets or Eagle Street Pier. Uh, for a clothing brand, you could have had Ed Hardy. And for a shop in Westfield, you could have had EB Games. Oh, thank you so much. 250 is awesome. Thank you. You're, You're welcome. welcome. I can tell that you've got the answers uh, we gave out at 7.30 as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eggplant and M&M, you're on them pretty quick. Yeah, I remember them. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Who is Brisbane's past celebrity? I wanna know, I wanna know who. Your job is to work it out. Yeah, we love the Masked Singer. It has returned to Channel 10. Um, we've made our own um, version. Yeah. We've ripped it off, essentially, but we're <laughs> fine with that. We love it so much. We it's have a, it's own a version in case they sue, which are not yeah. going to Yeah, we love Check it out in Channel 10. Come at me. Come at me, 10. Sue me. Uh, We have a Brisbane celebrity that um, has been asked to participate in this. Our producers have done it all. So Mm -hmm. we're just like Danny Minogue, QZ and Jackie O. We have no idea who this person is. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can play along too. 13, 10, 60 to have your guesses. We play the clues and they sing each day. Try and work it out. Which judge do you want to be? You be Husey and just go with wild one. Yeah. Say it's definitely Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> All right. Who do you want to be? Sorry. Mm, Danny. Oh, you're gonna dance heaps. She's off the chain <laughs> this season. Oh my god. Oh my good. god. It's 2020. <laughs> I'll be Ursula. I love her. Yeah. Ursula. Yeah. All right. Here we go. This is a Brisbane identity. It's yes. someone right here in our hometown. Clue number one. I was in the club at four. I was in, in the, the club, club at four. Four years old or four in the morning? I was at the club. In the club. Is it four in the afternoon? Four. Club. Maybe Broncos. <sighs> ah, at four. Mm. 2004? Ma. In the club in 2004. See, mm. this is the thing you've got to remember. Club. They're not always what they seem. No. Was probably, it, it could be in a chess club. Yeah, that's true. What so. loser did we pick? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the chess club people. Hi, yes, it's me, guys. I am Brisbane's number one chess player. Uh, all right, here Don't we go. Don't forget, Finney's in the chess club. That's yeah, what I was good luck, yeah. and he's your biggest fan. Finney's a champ, though. Uh, here we go. I was surrounded by girls growing up. I was surrounded by girls. See, when I say that, girls. I think George Shepard. Growing up, yeah. I was yeah. in the club at four, surrounded by girls growing up. Okay, third clue for this morning. I've got something in common with one of the Backstreet Boys. One of the Backstreet Boys. I've got something in common with one of the Backstreet Boys. Now, this those two clues do make me think George from Shepherd because what? he's obviously got the sisters, yeah. um, two sisters. He recently peroxided his hair. He did. So Nick, was it Nick from the Backstreet Boys, was big on the peroxide. Well, he's gone pink. Has he gone pink? Yeah. Where were they all born? Were they all American? And there was one that was Backstreet English? Backstreet Boys? Yeah, were they... I'm pretty yeah. sure they were all American. Are they? Hmm. All right. Well, they are the three clues for the morning. If you think you know who it is, 13, 10, 60, we also get them to sing um, a song each day. Mm. And here they are singing for us. Watermelon sugar high. Watermelon 
They're good. Mm. I'm going to go Lofty. Andrew Lofty. Lofthouse. No, sounds too young for Lofty. But he can sing. He's a good singer, isn't he? Remember he gave us his album at the Echo. Yes, that's true. It was Naked something. Why has he got... Why is it? That is surrounded it? by girls? Doesn't he have... Some I thought it was... Ah, oh, yeah. I don't know. See, I was thinking George from Shepherd, but then that's a really good singer. That would be too obvious. <laughs> well, George is a great singer. No, oh, I, I know, but you would pick... I thought that too. Well, that's no, no. not put down everyone. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you would pick his voice <laughs> yes. straight away. That person has been able to imitate. That actually sounds like Harry Styles. Maybe it is Harry Styles. <laughs> oh, my God. Is oh, it Harry wow. Styles? We got Harry Styles. Boy band, Backstreet yes. Boys. Club at four. I'm just repeating the clues. Oh. They don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to lock in Harry Styles. Okay. I am going to be Husey this time Are around. You? It's uh, Harry Styles, I'm gonna lo- X One I'll Direction lock member. Lofty, Lofty, I'm locking in here. Okay. Lofty? I am not making a guess yet. All right. Oh, okay. well, 13, 10, 60, you get to play this game with us right now. Join in. Who is this Brisbane celebrity? Watermelon sugar. We'll get you on. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Who is Brisbane's past celebrity? I wanna know. I wanna know. Your job is to work it out. It's our own version of The Masked Singer. We've got a celebrity to give us clues. And don't forget, there is a secret clue on the app right now. So you just got to Google B105 app to download it. Uh, let's quickly run through them again. I was in the club at four. In the club at four? Mm. I was surrounded by girls growing up. In clue three. I've got something in common with one of the Backstreet Boys. Do you know who would be great if it was? Palaszczuk. Anastasia Anastasia Palaszczuk. Who refuses to come on our show. Refuses. Says that she's busy and then pops up on the ABC. She is actually busy, though. Not that busy. Well, she's got time for the Today Show on the ABC. Yeah, Yeah, well, maybe we just never had anything of interest to her. And now she's like, yeah, I'll be on the bus. If it is Anastasia Palaszczuk, (laughs) I will. Yeah. Crap, Madax. It may be a girl because when it says, I, I I I grew up surrounded by girls, you presume that it's a guy. If you missed it, here they are singing their song. I think it's a dude. It could go either way. Wait, yeah. Uh, Greg, in your place. It is a 50 50. <laughs> Who do you think it is? Mate, I think it is Keith Urban. Oh, oh. yeah. It does sound like someone can sing. And mm. Keith Urban. Yeah. Any of the clues, the reason you chose Keith? Mate, it's just the way that he's singing the song. It just sounds like Keith. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He is back in the country with Nicole at the moment. Yes, he is. Uh, Peter in Browns Plains. There's plenty of celebrities out there. Who do you think is our masked one? I think it's Tony Orden. Ah. Tony Orden can sing as well. Remember he came yeah. in and sang a song for us? Yes, he can. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Is that your only reason, because he can sing? That, that is the only reason. The clues don't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah. They mm. never do the first in time the around. club. What in See, the I don't world? Think it, I think we're thinking nightclub, but it's definitely not that. But mm. if that's just... In the club at four, he would be sort of starting He's work starting around work four, four before he does his broadcast. Mm. What would he possibly have in common with one of the Backstreet Boys, though? He li- Beautiful skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he loves the weather, and Backstreet Boys guys always got a weather app. Weather app. Well, they're like, really. They both wear makeup. He'd whack on a bit of foundation for okay. that. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Seth in Highgate Hill. Who do you want to lock in as our mass celebrity? Uh, good morning, guys. I reckon it's uh, Courtney Hart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good one. Yeah, I, I just got, she's got that Courtney Act vibe and, you know, one in Stone Idol and got the, the blonde hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What's the connection with Backstreet Boys? They both like to wear dresses. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're probably in, in the club at four years old as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the club scene. Maybe. This is when, you know, because you watch it and you think the judges are idiots, but then when it's you, yeah, you know, you're like, ah, uh, they do the have it club. hard. In the club at four, surrounded by girls. Maybe went to a boarding school. Yeah, and, and Courtney Act jumps between yeah. being a boy and a girl. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's, pretty that's a good as guess. Both, hey? <coughs> I know. So good looking. Sam, <laughs> uh, you're 13 years of age from Logan. Who do you think is our mass celebrity? Uh, Justin Hodges. Justin Hodges. Oh. Okay, so he, does that make sense for he was in the club at four? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was no. he in the Broncos? What year was... Yes, in 2004, I think he would have been. Hmm. That's not bad. In 2004, was that their... I'm pretty sure that was their last premiership. I mean, it was a while ago, so I'm still trying to remember. Broncos' last premiership win. Let's Google that and find out. Just comes up with ages ago. No, it was 2006, not 2004. Okay. Uh, but he might have been in the club. He was still technically in the club yes. in 2000. In the club at four. Uh, all, right. all right. Renee, who do you yeah. think is our uh, Brisbane masked celebrity? Oh, I think it could be Joel Creasy. Ah. Joel Creasy. Joel Creasy. Reasons? Yep. Um, well, one of the Backstreet Boys is gay. Uh-huh. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And he he was definitely in the club till four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he would agree with that. That's not yeah. slander because he, yeah, he's yeah. a good yeah. dancer. Yeah, that's mm. that's understandable. Only thing yeah. I would say is we picked someone who is Brisbane, uniquely Brisbane. Uh. He lives in Melbourne and is from Perth. Right, Joel Creasy. Oh. So I think of Gold Coast when I think of Joel Creasy. Right, is it the blonde yeah. tips, is it? Mm. But, yeah, no. See, so I was thinking Robin Charlie Perth. Robinson. Isn't she Gold Coast? Yeah, she's Gold go Coast. Down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. In yeah, the club. In the club. She was in High Five in 2014. Four. But was she the fourth member of the five? You know, like, was there High Five number one, two, three? Well, she got something in common with the Backstreet. One of the back, oh, okay. What's she got in common with the Backstreet Boys? She can dance and sing. What's she got in common with the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> 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 well, okay, they're all good guesses. We'll get them up online. If you think you know who it is, more clues and another song tomorrow. We'll let them sing us out one more time. Um, who is it? Oh, my God. Oh, it's killing me. I, I need, need to, to know. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I don't want to get any ladies in trouble here, but I just think you should go home mm. for guys and look into the shower and have a look at those special bottles of shampoo and conditioner and then never use them because if they're not yours, you don't want to touch them or waste them if you're not precious about your hair. Correct. Because there has been a, a beauty junkie, right, that he would describe himself, and he's an Australian hairdresser and he's been in the industry for many, many years. Is and Stephen? he is. No. Okay. He's quoted saying, after 15 years in the hair industry, I didn't think there was anything that could surprise me. 
then was introduced at Virtue Labs. Anyway, so he's gone on about this product and he said it's brilliant. Now, the owners of this product have said, God, us girls are suckers, but I want it. Pardon? Has, what did you say? I missed what you said then. God, us girls really get good products. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I, I, I had heard it too. I, I, had something, I heard something yeah. completely different. I was like, I'm not yeah. sure if my headphones No, that was weird. Sorry. That was strange. Yeah, anyway, I will yeah. go back and check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's fine. Um, and the reason for his excitement of this product is it's a clever new ingredient called Alpha Keratin 60KU, and it can seek out the damage in your hair. And once it finds the damage, it binds to it and fills in any weak spots, uh-huh. transforming your hair mm-hmm. from damaged hair and leaving you with beautiful hair. All right, fellas, we're on the hair. Let's seek it out. Let's fix it. It's like the way that um, like Neurofin can target the pain. Yeah, and I yeah. said that to my brother who's yeah. a pharmacist. I'm like, I want the back pain. He goes, oh, right, so the, the, the actual Neurofin knows where to go in your body? I'm like, well, then why can they sell for of period pain? Of course. Well, yeah. It knows I'm on my period and it just cruises down there and numbs the he area. Says the pain receptors are all in your brain. <laughs> Same place. So I, like, I oh. think they got in Panadol and that might have gotten a bit of trouble for that. Uh, in the day Choice from... Magazine, I think, did it. Yeah. yeah. But so wait, now you're saying that the shampoo can't do that? No, I, I still want it. All right. Um, because <laughs> once, every, once someone else wants it, then I want it. Once it gets good reviews, then mm. it must be good. Yeah. But I would just want to know how much is too much to spend on shampoo? Because uh-huh. it's got shampoo, it's got conditioner. Mm. And then it's got uh, restivation uh, treatment mask. If it's not in a head and shoulders bottle, I don't touch it. I will if oh. I have no if I have no um, of my own shampoo left. Mm. I will find a cake of soap, mm. lather my hands up, and, mm. and I would do that. I would rather use dishwashing liquid. My yeah. husband uses touch. that. He does that, and it smells it stuff. smells fresh. It's beautiful. Um, Lemony fresh. It's so annoying though, because the more you pay, the smaller the bottle is. Why that seems redundant. Because it's... Did you it's not like, hear what it says? It's like it seeks out the damage yeah. in your skin. No, I heard the bullcrap. crap. binds to it. Mm. How much do you think is too much for the shampoo conditioner? How much would you oh, get we're gonna, we're if gonna you play got this annoyed? Game. We're going to play this game. All I want to ask before we finish this is mm. please don't send a link to my wife. Already done, mate. All right. Um, <laughs> As she presses send. Well, I want to know if it's any good. When did you send it to her? Huh? When did you send it? What's that? I haven't. Mm. Okay, what do you want? What do you reckon? I'm going to say... I'm going to say... $300. That's ridiculous. Anyone spending three... Is this... Hang on. Are we going just shampoo or is it a shampoo conditioner combo? Mm, with the restorative mask. Well, I went to find it online and it was in America, but I think you can find it at Sephora. So let's just go with the the like the shampoo. Just the shampoo? How much do you reckon the shampoo is? Just a small bottle of shampoo. So what is it? It's $60 and that's ridiculous. 240 mils. $150. I'm going to say $60. If you pay any, well, if you pay that, you're already a moron. If you go more. Yeah, I would have thought you'd be on board with this because you, you and your yeah, hair. So, so shampoo, uh. no, but he, he's got good hair, but he doesn't want to pay for it. Uh. Uh, the shampoo's small bottle is $54. Okay, I've gone too far. For how many mil, though? 240 uh, Well, yeah, two, although it's the same price and then. Because I was thinking like the... a bottle of shampoo. No, mate, the more you pay, the little, like the little ones. Yeah, right. Now, you know you know what you do know? Shampoo's cheap if you pump it. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's got that big pump thing where it goes, yeah. you're not paying much for that. But mm-hmm. if you've got to pick it up and pop the little cap on it where it goes, cook, <laughs> then you know that's expensive. So how much would you pay for the mask, do you think? Now, the mask, it's very good. Uh-huh. And it's even smaller. It's in a little small tube. Ten bucks. Well, now, going off, that's what you should pay. Going off then... No. It should come with the shampoo as a free sample. As no, you don't know. You're right. Pay the as, a as a bonus pack. pack. Yeah. yeah. Pay, no. Get the hair, the shampoo and conditioner. Get a mask for free. Well, you get the shampoo for fifty-four. Uh-huh. The conditioner for fifty-four. Uh-huh. 
And then for the mask, which yeah. is uh, $92. Whoa! $92? Why is the mask more? The mask is always more. That's a treatment. You only use it once or twice a week. Oh, sorry. Because oh, yeah. it's a one-time thing. A one-time, you pay extra. Yeah. 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 So yeah. when's yours turning up? Well, I'm going to wait until your wife gives good reviews and then I'll buy it. She is this, why, is this why wives need so much money in a divorce? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be some guys. Imagine if that's what you put down. I'm and tell me, why do you need his super? So I can treat myself. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you get the bottle, the shampoo, and then you get the mask, and that's why I need all his money. I don't know. I just, it's annoying because I feel like I need it, and I'm not going to buy it because it's ridiculous. Yeah, you're you going to buy it. No, no, you're you're so going to buy it. And then I... you're going to come swooshing in here and expect us to say something. No, I sent a link to my mum and said, can I get it for Christmas? Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. 13, 10, 60, anything you want to talk about in last calls. Maybe it was something on the show, something different. Stephanie from Everton's Park, what do you want to say? Hey, um, you guys were talking about LinkedIn the other day. Um, This isn't a hookup story, but my friend discovered um, that her husband was cheating on her via LinkedIn. Oh. What? So total opposite. (laughs) Because she noticed that a girl was, um, like, kept viewing her profile for months and months. Mm. So then she, you know, looked into the girl and she was in the area and then she questioned the husband and he just admitted to yes. That's what was happening. She was checking out the wife. So she'd gone so much. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, on LinkedIn it shows you if someone has looked at your profile because then you can go, hey, you interested me for a job or something. Yeah, and this girl had been looking at her, yeah, like regularly over a few months. And doesn't it? But doesn't it sync up like your um, the jobs that you've had? So technically, they've both been under the same guy. No, you can just. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, they they've both been on the same job. Yeah, essentially. Can yeah. you always view who's seen you? Uh, or do you have? Is that the special? I think you got to pay extra because I've I looked on mine when we were talking about it, Stephanie, and um, it shows you like two. And then I had six other people who looked at my profile, but they'd blurred them. Mm. Like, if you want to find out, pay the monthly fee. Seventy bucks a month. That's and all it does is get you busted cheating. Well, now I know there might there might be <laughs> not six. If you're not cheating. <laughs> there might be six random blokes who are looking at there that I need to go and talk to Esther about. That's so. a very good point. <laughs> but you won't pay that extra fee. Nah, I'd rather live in the dark in Northgate. Uh, we were just talking about shampoo um, and conditioner. That's very expensive. You've got some advice? Yeah, there's a this, exactly the same pack from Aldi, nineteen ninety five. There you go. Uh, is there anything Aldi can't do? That's my oh, like I I don't know if it's the same pack. <laughs> no, no, but it uh, look. Yeah. I have incredibly curly hair, and I'm looking for the ultimate product. Mm. And you'll be shocked at what it does. Okay. Oh no, I'm in. Does it target the source though, Sandra? <laughs> it does. It's exactly what it does. Okay. Mm. I always wonder and with that stuff, like. Is it exactly the same liquid, mm. but in the um, production line, they've got the Aldi bottles mm. and then they've got the Sephora bottles and they all squirt in, but then they go off to have different destinies? Yeah. Well, didn't they well, discover that well, about what the thing that El- But Aldi does that. It does mm. a similar packaging format. Yeah. yeah. But Maddie, you're right. There was a handbag, like a luxury handbag label, and it was mm. discovered that there was like a cheap version that you'd be able to buy for twenty dollars. The same factory, and they'd divide it down the line. Mm. And then there was one that you'd pay like thousands for. Mm. We we could get both and do it like a medical trial. Yes. You won't know which one you've got. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and we'll I'll see. I'll take the risk. Yeah. Because that means that I have to pay for it. What a great experiment. What a, what great content for our radio <laughs> show that will make. There's a lot of things that I'll experiment on then. Uh, or, really? Is there? 13, 10, 16. Uh, what, what do you want Abby to do? <laughs> no, uh, back to university. Christy. Uh, <laughs> Logan home. What do you want to say during last calls? Morning, guys. Hey. hey. I've just gotten back from a three-day getaway, and I am so rested and feel fantastic with my family, and I reckon we need to get this happening like every month. Every month. Oh, every yeah. Month. A every long weekend month. every month. It would be great long for the weekend. economy. Yep, every Friday, and I mean, not just any certain jobs, but every single occupation just stops. With everything that we've been going on lately, it is so good to just be able to actually catch up with my husband and my kids. Yeah, but there's the the crux there, though. You can't have every every profession have it. Maybe they rotate, have different ones, because then everything's shut. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Mm, yeah, but treat it like a long weekend. The restaurants and everything have still got to stay open. That's what I'm saying. But should, yeah. Christy said everyone has a long weekend. Yeah, but then they're getting their double time and a half. Well, that's so, still not, they're still not getting the day off. I'm with, no, I'm with I, would, I would work if you had a double and a half. They're fun days. Mm. I used oh, to yeah. love that in retail or at hospitality. Yeah, and you don't save extra money. You go, I'm going to call in sick <laughs> for the next two shifts because I made all my money on Friday. Yeah. Pew, I had to go out after. <laughs> Woo. afford the I, shampoo, though. I like it, Christy. We will chat to Anastasia Palaszczuk about no, that. We won't. No, we won't. If she ever calls our show. <laughs> Well, that'd be great. Yes. It'd be a really good thing to have, I think. And yeah. there's probably a whole bunch of people that actually do want to work that extra Friday. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with and you. What, and want that time away from their family. But there is a bunch of us that yeah. actually <laughs> want to be able to. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We wrap up a wonderful day that we've spent together here. We, uh, we went camping on the weekend with another three families. It was amazing. But when we got there, there was no phone reception. And I was like, that's great. But there was a bit of a Yui boom and everyone's like, well, hey, have you downloaded songs? Mm. And I was like, oh, I've got Spotify, but oh, no, okay, got it. I said, actually, I do download some songs. At that point, everyone listened to my music for a while and went, let's enjoy just the nature. Ah, what like, were you playing? Well, my playlist, I've got pub, pub classics, which yeah. are great, but the kids oh, didn't yeah. like it. And then I had the Wiggles. Uh, and then I have a few of my, like, dance tracks. <laughs> was either that or I had motivational speeches linked mm. with music, but people didn't really like it. It was sort of... It's a buzzkill. you <laughs> trying to get on the cans yeah. around the, on the fire. Look around Just you. Are you achieving everything you can in your life? <laughs> so sharing your playlist can be embarrassing. Mm. Thanks. But no thanks. sweet spot at the moment. Uh, Our neighbour, she's not living in her house um, because she's moved in with her partner. She's been in her house for a very long time. Lovely lady. So she only comes back on the weekends because she's tidying up around the place to put it on the market. And the sweet spot we're in is that because she's not there, I've got four bins. Sweet. So I'm just loading it up. Mowed the lawn yesterday. I'd let it get too long. So like I was filling up bins galore. But I was filling up her bin as she came home. Oh. And she knows that I do it because I put the bins out and bring them in and everything. You don't want to be seen doing but it. But being seen in That's the act. shameful. It was shameful as. Mm. It's like someone walking in with you on nude. You're like, yes. Ugh. And I just. Bit different. <laughs> no, I felt exactly like that. I made that same noise. I went, Ew! 
<laughs> and as you do, I don't know why guys do it. You still cover your boobies up when someone sees you. No. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> Government nips. They can see me. I don't know why. You don't do that? No. It's my, na- it's my natural reaction. Cover my bits with, and my nips. But, but with, um, with both hands. So he's like, oh, no, not my nipples. Uh, well, well, we're still here. Here we are. Yeah. No, I'm just, and then, just and then I curl up and I turn my back to them. <laughs> my God. That's that's the, that's the natural you, nude reaction. Yes, that is. That's yeah. a nude reaction. Ah! That's and not it. your nude reaction, Shiv? Shiv on the producers in here. It's the natural reaction for a girl. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I just assume it. <laughs> anyway, she caught me in the act and I felt ashamed. Thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> All I'm going to say, and I'm only going to say this once more. I don't. I stacked the dishes in the dishwasher. They're no longer on the bench. They're now in the dishwasher. But they weren't. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> you can see the picture. Thanks, you know, but no thanks. For, for, to know what he's discussing, get the podcast and also look at our Instagram right now, okay? Yeah. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. See you tomorrow, everyone. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Stab Abby and Matt. B105.